0: Okay, we get it. Everybody gets it. Even the Fed gets it. The inventory cycle, manufacturing is weak. But services, the services sectors will hold up the rest of the economy. Therefore, that's our soft landing. Even if even if we get a contraction in manufacturing, that's a good thing because it will help consumer price pressures by bringing price pressures down from consumer goods. But services, services are the key. And remember services are a much bigger part of the overall economy. So it makes sense that if services are two thirds of overall output and 80% of all jobs are in services industries, then as long as those industries continue to do fine, even if they soften a little bit, it won't matter as much what happens in manufacturing. But we keep getting data that shows services they're incredibly weak too, which means that that 80% of the job market, that's under threat as well. Because maybe most people don't realize it, services, a lot of services are dedicated to the management, the transportation, and most of all, the selling of goods. And not only that, think about this in terms of our modern economy. Services are often tied to the sale of goods. Most goods can't function without a service. Think about your smartphone, for example. So every time we don't sell a good, that's also a service that doesn't get sold either. So services, it's easy to think about services as firewall for manufacturing as just a manufacturing recession. Back in 2015, we heard all the time about how it was just 12% of the economy. Don't worry about it. but. Those two sectors aren't as distinct and as firewalled as we would like. In fact, it hasn't really been that way in the modern economy. I'll give you an example, because it's always easy to go back to 2008 and Mr. Ben Bernanke, Nobel laureate Ben Bernanke, who has given us a lifetime of material on how to get the economy wrong. Here's what he said. June 3rd of 2008, this is a couple months after Bear Stearns, the economy is already heading deeper into recession, and he's all about a soft landing. Consumer spending has thus far held up a bit better than expected, but households continue to face significant headwinds, including falling house prices, a softer job market, tighter credit, and higher energy prices, and consumer sentiment has declined sharply since the fall. Businesses are also facing challenges, including rapidly escalating costs of raw materials and weaker domestic demand. However, the strength of foreign demand for U.S. goods and services has offset to some extent the slowing of domestic sales. So according to Ben Bernanke, the the economy in 2008, because manufacturing, domestic manufacturing, was struggling, a little bit of a housing market and credit crunch, but the services economy was gonna get us through all of that. And of course it didn't work because services are not really separate and distinct from manufacturing. That's why we pay so much time and attention to manufacturing because they can tell us something, a leading indicator of what to expect, including services and all of those services jobs. That's what we're going to talk about more services data, but first, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. If you're interested, huge, huge, huge anniversary sale still ongoing at the Eurodollar University website. We've got deals for people who want to become members or are already members. We've got deals for Eurodoll University members, people who want to become Eurodoll University members, our subscriptions we are offering a tremendous deal for the deep dive analysis. What is the deep dive analysis? That's where we dive deep into all of these money and macro topics, as well as the daily briefing, which is a briefing every day about what's going on in the macro world, as well as a market wrap up and snapshot. We also have of course the memberships where background information massive amounts of uh, exclusive content on what the euro dollar system is why it matters what it's supposed to do and why it isn't doing what it's supposed to do all the information on sales as well as these subscriptions and memberships at your at our website eurodollar.university so back to bernanke this again june of 2008 before we get into the current statistics What he was seeing was what I'll show you in just a moment, but he was saying, you know, it wasn't just making this up. It looked like in the data, the US economy was doing relatively well, services in particular. So what he said in the speech in June, 2008 was overall economic growth was quite slow, but apparently positive in both the fourth quarter, 2007 and the first quarter of 2008. That proved to be false because subsequent revisions which showed there was a contraction in the first quarter of 2008. Keep that in mind always too. Activity during the current quarter is also likely to be relatively weak. We may see somewhat better economic conditions during the second half of 2008, reflecting the effects of monetary and fiscal stimulus. You gotta laugh at that. Reduced drag from construction, further progress in the repair of financial and credit markets. You gotta laugh at that. And still solid demand from abroad. That didn't happen either. So what they were saying was essentially, you know we see the service sector economy it's not great but it's not falling off a cliff either yes we've seen goods probably seen consumer spending softening we got all this stuff going on in the financial markets but the federal reserve has responded appropriately and would and furthermore promise to continue to respond appropriately to all the conditions that's why in june of 2008 they were far more concerned about inflation in their soft landing scenario than they were about worsening recession and deflation sound familiar let's talk about june later june 2008 at the fomc meeting chaired by mr bernanke and this is a fellow by the name of dennis lockhart who was once the president of the federal reserve bank of atlanta what he said was the reacceleration of energy and commodity price inflation has businesses focused on cost pressures Several business contacts indicated that price increases have been relatively easy to pass through and make stick in this environment. Sticky inflation. I wouldn't say that it's widespread yet, but I do hear some reports that businesses are expecting wage increases to eventually reflect the recent increases in the cost of living. The wage price spiral. This could be a significant factor, particularly in service price inflation. You hear this all the time in 2023. Same exact set up. Prices, wages, the wage price spiral, sticky services prices, and a firewall. Manufacturing is one thing. Yes, it's not something we're going to celebrate. We're going to be concerned about manufacturing. But in this climate of 2023, that's actually a good thing. Let manufacturers suffer a little bit because it will reduce consumer price pressures. And everybody else over here in services, it'll be a little bit slower. But otherwise, soft landing right on into 2024, and maybe a moderate pickup thereafter. So when Ben Bernanke spoke, and when the FOMC was talking about this, this inflationary pressures, that was June of 2008. And according to the ISM, its non-manufacturing survey services, this seemed to have a bit of legitimacy to this interpretation. First of all, the ISM non-manufacturing started out 2008 incredibly weak, cons- very, very concerning, alarming, down at 45. That's not a good number at any, at any time, as we'll see. But then, but then, the ISM non-manufacturing jumped to 51.8 by April. So it weathered Bear Stearns, and by April 2008, we're back up into the positives again. We're back above 50 at 51.8. So, You know, when the reading came in at 51.4, just down a little bit from April, that's the number that Ben Bernanke had in his mind when he was talking, when he was giving this speech and telling them about how the services economy was one of the lone sources of strength. According to ISM Non-Manufacturing at 51.4, it's not necessarily strength, but it's holding up relatively well in the face of all of those economic, financial, and every other type of headwind out there. So he could understand what he was saying. Manufacturing, not good. Housing market, not good. But services, they're holding up 51.4. But then the, ISM, the ISM's non-manufacturing dropped to 48.3 in June, but then came back again in the summertime. It would pop up to 50.6 in August of 2008. And even in September 2008, after all the turmoil there, it only got down to 49.4, but then the cliff showed up. It was 44.7 in October and then 37.6 in November. Very clear recession. But that 37.6, maybe uh, surprisingly, that was actually the bottom for the Great Recession according to this measure of services. Service the services index, the ISM's services index would never get all that farther above 37. It would stick around in the low 40s, but November was the low point as far as the as the as far as the index was concerned. So here's the numbers for July, July 2023. It's July already. Man, hard to believe. So for July 2023, we just got the ISM's non-manufacturing for It's its latest update, non-manufacturing services. According to their numbers for July, it was 52.7, which was down from 53.9 in June. Again, 52.7. That puts us right in the same range as 2008, as we just went over. And it's the same thing. Powell and other FOMC officials, economists and financial media, yeah, we see weakness in inventories and manufacturing, but services are going to get us through. What we've seen is the same kind of back and forth in the ISM's non-manufacturing this year as in 2008 or any previous years. We started out last December at 49.2, which maybe that had to do with the blizzard that was blanketing much of the northern and eastern states at the time. We rebounded to 55.2 and 55.1 in January and February respectively, so everything seemed to be fine. Again, soft landing right back on track, but Then like 2007 to 2008, the ISM non-manufacturing fell to the low 50, 51.2 in March, 51.9 in April, 50.3 in May, but then rebounded. Just like the middle of 2008, we get up to 53.9 in June and only to go back down to 52.7 all over in July. So just like the first half of 2008, we're at a low level and we're kind of bouncing around a low level trying to figure out which way to go from here. And if we're right about services being tied in a lot of ways and a lot of respects to manufacturing, then that means we're right to watch manufacturing because manufacturing is telling us where services are going to end up in the future. We also should compare the current ISM numbers and other numbers too. To 2019, as we did in a recent video myself and Mr. Steven Van Meter, where we showed that in 2019, the Federal Reserve was very, very concerned about the state of the economy, in particular because the overseas economy was so incredibly weak. And so in July of 2019, the majority opinion had turned to more accommodation in monetary policy, which means lower rates, which they then did at the end of July into August, September, and continued with a series of rate cuts, a small series of rate cuts and a QE in there because they were concerned about the fact that the services economy was getting a little bit weaker too, having learned maybe a little bit something from 2008. But you look at the numbers in 2019 compared to where they are now, where the Fed is constructive on the economy, soft landing, lower inflation, disinflation, Back in 2019, they were worried about a downturn becoming recession. And all of the numbers today, according to the ISM, much worse than they were in 2019. In fact, they were still in the middle 50s, the middle 50s, when Powell was talking to Congress and when the Fed undertook its first rate cut at the end of July. In fact, the the ISM's non-manufacturing only got below 53 at its lowest point in September of 2019. So we're already well beyond that in terms of depth as well as the number of months at low levels. Again, more like 2008 than even 2019. Even though the Fed in 2019 was we got to cut rates, and in the Fed in 2023 is we better start, we better continue hiking rates. The rest of the details from the ISM, which are pretty important, but. Uh, New orders, 55, down from 55.5. Those are not good numbers. Employment at 50.7, down from 53.1 in June. Supplier deliveries, 48.1, which is up a little bit from 47.6. That's not a good thing because it means suppliers have less business, so they're more able to respond to your business much quicker. Inventories tumbled to 50.4 from 55.9, so inventories are still growing, but very slowly. The backlog Uh, increased to 52.1 from a very low level of 43.9. We've talked about backlogs and manufacturing. So all in all, the service sector economy, which again is about two thirds of output, it's about 80% of jobs, but it's already in a recessionary type of condition, which means looking at the world through manufacturing as a leading indicator for where services are going to go not a good not a good picture of what what the future looks like and it's not just here in the u.s we also have to consider how this is a globally synchronized problem we also got data from s p global today and jp morgan Uh, They also confirmed, first of all, their services PMI number at 52.3. That's only down a fraction from the 52.4 flash reading. And that was 54.4 in June. So therefore, their composite was the same 52. These are not great numbers. Again, more like 2008, the first half of the Great Recession than not. But the one I want to talk about to end this video, J.P. Morgan's global composite index, because I think that offers a pretty good summation of how you shouldn't think about manufacturing as firewalled from services. Now, J.P. Morgan's global PMI, like the S&P global PMIs, especially in Europe, they had been, you know, weak ending, week to end 2022, week to start 2023, but then a rebound late first quarter into the second quarter, and now we're rolling over again. Very similar to the trend of the Great Recession in 2008. JP Morgan's global composite for the month of July, 51.7, down from 52.7 in June. They said that the manufacturing sector contracts. Yep, we, we've been saying manufacturing's weak, but don't sleep on services being pulled into it by manufacturing. As they say, the slowdown in services as well as the fact that input price inflation slowed to a 33 month low because it's not just manufacturing, it's not just goods, even service providers are not able to pass along costs, right, rising costs in the same way they had previously. The new orders number for the JP Morgan global composite was 50.7 down from 52.3. So right on the cusp of contracting. This is global, includes services. New, ex- new export orders, global trade recession, from 48.3. And I think the first paragraph of the press release really sums up everything that we're talking about here today, including the threat to U.S. jobs in the services sector. The global economy lost further growth momentum at the start of the third quarter. Rates of expansion and output and new orders weakened as the ongoing downturn at manufacturers' was accompanied by a further slowdown at service providers, not surprising anyone who looks at these things more closely. And finally, there was also a pullback in hiring activity as jobs growth eased to a six month low. Services are one thing, manufacturing's another thing. No, manufacturing nowadays is very closely tied, more closely tied to services than ever before and if manufacturers are struggling you can bet that service providers are going to have a rough go of it too and rather than looking at services as a source of strength you sort of need to look at it like the unemployment rate only telling you what happened before a lagging indication of the economy where manufacturers are having trouble that's an indication of where demand overall and therefore jobs overall are going to go and end up If you want to see more about what we can and we should be learning from 2008 and its example, check out the video at the link below. As always, a huge thank you, all of our Eurodollar University subscribers and our Eurodollar University members. And until next time, everyone, please take care.